I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World. And I just want to say it's it's great to be back. I haven't been in my little office nook um, to record a show in a while. Um, I would like to thank everybody for being back. Like thank all of our new guests as well. Um, so if you don't know the rundown of the show, we start off with a good read. Uh, then we go with what's popping in Vail's world. And then we talk about the hot topic, right? So that's a little quick summary of what today and most episodes consist of. And yeah, if y'all don't know, y'all can reach me at Vail's World Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Feel free to email me as well, veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Got some big things coming in store. And for those that want to support, want to be heard on the show, make sure y'all get at me. Um, You can go to my anchor page and you can become a supporter, a monetary supporter for as low as 99 cents a month. And where these funds are going, I'm collecting money right now. I'm putting my money together as well so I can invest in this company. So, you all, I finally found someone to help me with this podcast. So that's great. All the funds will go towards the marketing uh, so we can build the audience, create better content, as well as just social media so we can be present. Um, I didn't think that this thing would be as big as it's getting uh, (laughs) some months ago. I really wanted to create this podcast for just something as therapeutic for myself, being able to be vulnerable and open with with you all. And now I'm slowly but surely becoming a podcaster. So I'll make sure that the content stay real, the content stay authentic. I can't let the podcaster uh, <laughs> diminish all of that because we all created this space, right? Uh, so moving forward, it's going to be more strategic. So not only talking about my views, but using my experiences as a representation and a voice for black millennials, as well as people that came from, let's say, the mud and worked their way up. Um, I'm a young business owner, um, a business community leader. It's a lot of things that I do, uh, which was the foundation of the show. But seeing the impact, I, I want to you know, let you all know that I am we. Right. So that's the slight adjustment. Sorry for getting off track a little bit. Really wanted to share that with you all. So today's good read. Today's good read is the art of doing less. One entrepreneur's formula for a beautiful life by Ari Mezzel. Man, this book. Of course, the book is going to catch my attention on the art of doing less. 
I, I I do a lot. So figuring out how can I condense all the things that I do, right? Um, ultimately, Ari found a way to reduce his workload by 80% while actually increasing his results and success. Like, how do you do that? Um, and, and he made it seem so easy. And I'm glad that, you know, he was able to share his experience because I was able to relate and I'm younger. So now I can course correct before I get to the point of a mental, physical, emotional breakdown because of, you know, not mastering the work life balance. And that was real important. Like I didn't become an entrepreneur and, you know, work for myself to be just as busy and to not have freedom to do things that I want to do. A lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because not only do they want to be their own boss, but they also want to have time to do the things that they want to do. Right. And, and this book allows you to see ways to put more time in your life. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, even if you work in a nine to five, these things you can utilize so that you can maximize your time for you know things that matter, like your family. Man, this book really showed me how to optimize, animate, the outsource approach. Man, like when you really hear work smarter, not harder, that's what this book allowed me to, to see. And it gave me the instructions. Opposed to hearing the cliche and trying to figure it out, it allowed me to actually do the work, like take these steps, right? Um, one of the, you know, it, he had three points. Two of the points that really stuck out to me was the 80-20 rule or the uh, part two principle, uh, not power two principle. So what that was, it, it literally explains how 80% of your outcomes can result from 20% of your causes, right? 20% of your inputs, 20% of what you're doing is it creates 80% of your results, which I was like, what? So I can only, I can figure out ways to do 20% of what I need to do in order to accomplish 80% of all things, which was, was dope. And then I found I was doing a lot of things wrong. <laughs> um, so one of the, one of the beautiful things, and a lot of this was like outsourcing, optimizing, automating. So figuring out your everyday workflows that you can either outsource, you can automate, or you can optimize. Like how can you get maximum performance from this one deed that you do? And that allows you to create 80% outcomes based on 20% of your work. So one thing that I've done personally uh, that I used to do a lot was always check my email. Every hour, every time somebody sent me an email, I just try to check it real fast. And that was taking time out of my day opposed to taking three or four hours out of a typical day. I am an entrepreneur, so I do have to be connected to my, my email and it is connected to my phone. So one thing that I had to do was I had changed the pace or the speed in which my email updates my um my emails. I, I hate notifications. Uh that's my slight OCDness. Like I hate seeing the red bubble um with the amount of emails that I haven't read. It just annoys me. So I had to I had to slow that down and gradually grow out of the anxiety that seeing that red bubble gives me. 
Um, so I'm not checking my emails. I'm not wasting my time deleting spam emails all day and reading and responding to emails because I have work to do. That was a great one. Checking the mail, like small things for like checking the mail. So I checked the mail once a week. Um, I went to UPS, I mean USPS, and they have a feature where you can get a daily email that shows all the scanned mail that comes to your mailbox. So what this does, it allows me to see what mail is important and what email, I mean, what mail can actually stay inside the mailbox for a couple of days. It's beautiful. And those like tips like that kind of helped me out. Um, being able to prioritize responding to emails, responding to phone calls, knowing which ones are important, which ones can help me be as efficient as possible in this day. It's starting to come right, right? And it's starting to come full circuit, right? Why I don't answer the phone. <laughs> um, and every day I write down or I look at my goals and figure out which goals are going to help me maximize this day, right? So having goals in your face will allow you to understand your three Ds of the day. So your three Ds of the day is going to help you complete the goals that you need. Um, for the week, which ultimately help you complete the goals that you need for the month, which ultimately going to help you complete the goals for a year. And the three D's are discipline, dedication, and determination. Those three things will allow you to be more efficient with your time and more successful. So again, today's good read, The Art of Doing Less, One Entrepreneur's Formula for a Beautiful Life by Ari Mizzle. Check it out. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Again, if you all have any books that you all recommend or you have any feedback on the books or you read one of the books I suggested in the, you know, in the past, feel free to hit me up on Vail's World Podcast on social, all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or feel free to leave a voice message. You can go to Anchor, go to my site on Anchor, leave a voice message, uh, support. I might be able to use um, some of the money to buy book recommendation that you all have. If you want to join the show, you know, we have space for that as well. Guests are always welcome to Vail's World. It's definitely sponsorship. So if y'all have, if you all like to sponsor episode, that really helps out and, and help me take this episode, you know, these episodes a long way, increasing the quality, marketing, you know, accessibility, all that good stuff. But Back to the show. What's popping in Vail's world? Man, so I finally purchased an air fryer. Yep, I have an air fryer. After a year and a half of saying I want an air fryer, I finally got it. Called me Vail Shelf Air Fryer. The air fryer will change my life. Um, so one of my my goals, again, is making sure I stay true to the things that I, I put on paper was to eat healthier. So the last two years, um, I actually got healthier. I started doing CrossFit. So I added CrossFit w with my runs. I've been running since 2016. And then October 2nd of 2019, after being called fat <laughs> from my basketball coach, I linked up with my basketball coach. And he was like, yeah, you're too young for this. 
uh, the soon as I got back to Orlando, I decided to join the CrossFit gym that I've been stalking uh, for a couple of days um, prior to me leaving and really got the ball rolling. Uh, so I have those two things in effect, and I still don't have my six-pack. And everyone will tell you that abs are made in the what? The kitchen. And I looked around my kitchen and, and trying to figure out how can I make healthy eating more of a reality for me with the type of lifestyle that I have. So one of the things was replace your deep fryer that you barely use with an air fryer. <laughs> so now I have an air fryer and it's great. And of course, in Vail style, I had to get, you know, one of the best of the best. It's an eight in one um, Ninja air fryer and it's about $200. It got two sides two sides so I can I can cook two different type of foods at once so I can have a whole meal instead of cooking something dumping it wiping it out putting something else in there putting it in there waiting on that and then dump it um, so that's great and it's not big so it's something that I can keep <laughs> keep myself in check because usually when I cook I'm used to cooking for like siblings and and groups of people so it's hard for me to cook just for myself so with this, it allows me to keep a reasonable proportion uh, for, portion for myself. And if I wanted to have leftovers for like the day or the next day or something, it's reasonable. It's not a whole tray of lasagna and I have to find five people to come and help me eat it. <laughs> so that helps. My first meal, uh, my first meal, it was a 50% epic failure. <laughs> so I... um. I had some rally fries. I had some rally fries. I love the rally fries that come or checkers, depending on what region you're in, uh, that you can get from Publix, your your local supermarket. So I love the rally fries. So I got some rally fries and I dumped them bad boys in half of my air fryer. And then I had some fish. It was some cod. And I had some fish and I put it on the other side. So I set the time for it. So I have two features. So I have match and then I have smart. So smart, what that does is it will start whatever is the longest first. And then once it gets to the time stamp that the other um, food needs to be on, it'll start there. And then you also can put a different setting. So you can roast on one side or you can, you know, or you can bake on one side, air fry on one side and all the other features that it have. And then one of the best parts is uh, you can change the temperatures as well for both sides. So it's amazing. Um, but back to my, my fish story. So I, I did, I, uh, I pressed like three buttons and it just started. I never used air fryer. I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, okay, I guess this, this is what it does. More of the story is the fries came out great and the fish tastes like rubber. I, I made a fish jerky. It was, it was horrible, uh, but it was flavorful. So the flavor was, was nice, but the fish was horrible. So I learned my lesson. Um, I looked at the instruction menu, the guy <laughs> that I should have looked at at first and, and found out what I went wrong. So I was like, oh, you can adjust the time and you can adjust the temperature for both sides. That would have been good to know. Uh, so my second meal, which wasn't a real meal, I just put some salmon in there. I air fried some salmon and 
I realized that I have other buttons on here. So people were saying like, oh, it looked dry. I'm like, no, it was actually good. And it was a thousand times better um, than the COD that I put in there. But I also came to reality and was like, I never ate fried salmon in my life. So why did I fry salmon? Like, this is not a catfish filet. Uh, I should have baked it, roasted it. so many other options in there. But, again, I'm still getting used to this thing. So, y'all hang in there. Stay with me. Uh, y'all can see those pictures on my Facebook. I need to post them on my Instagram. I'll, show them, I'll share them on Instagram as well. But you can also see the um, the air fryer that I have by Ninja. It's pretty, pretty dope. I'm thinking about getting the air fryer oven. Uh, <laughs> by ninja as well as what else they have they have an air fry then air fry slow cooker uh, so i'm thinking about getting those two probably get a ninja blender because they are the goats of blenders ah uh, adulthood right <laughs> what else popping in veil world so i had an interview last week with Osceola leadership. So Osceola is a county in Florida, um, right below Orange County, which is the official county of Orlando. And it was great. Um, for the last month or so, individuals have been recruiting, heavily recruiting me. And you know, the people that I, I trust, uh, speaking with them about the opportunity and about the program, they highly recommend that I do it. Um, so I at least did the application after a while, after their talks. Uh, so I did the application and I got called in. I got selected for an interview and the interview went great. It was by three former individuals that participated in the program. Uh, one for from the last three years of the program, which was dope. I love when you have like alumni of programs assisting with the selection process. So that was great. And I went in the interview. The questions were amazing. The three young ladies were amazing. And by Friday, I received the results. So I got selected. Uh, so this program consists of 20 individuals, up to 20, 25 individuals from the entire county, from different backgrounds, um, different levels of leadership, business owners like myself, uh, directors. CEOs, presidents, all these different type of people, you know, educators uh, participate in this program. And we meet up every other Wednesday from March to June. Whew. And it's a nine to five. So we, we meet up early in the morning and it's pretty much a job. So we have lunch, light breakfast, things of that nature, which is great. And we travel the entire county. So we're not meeting up in one designated location every day. We literally go around the entire county. One day we can be at the sheriff's office. One day we can be at one of the hospitals. One day we can be at one of the prisons. One day we can be at one of the high schools. Um, so I'm looking forward to this opportunity um, of actually bonding, meeting individuals in the community. Uh, these are, you know, bonding with my cohort. These are people that I probably wouldn't have the type of in-depth conversations or interactions with just because we are always working. So it'd be great to allow myself to really get to know the county 
and what it has to offer as well as what I have to offer it. So that's dope. Um, I'll keep y'all updated on that. Have my little graduation class. <laughs> and last but not least, this month is Black History Month. One of the best months of the year for me. Uh, since I was young, I was very involved, very intentional with learning my history as well as embracing it. Um, whew, I remember like, oh man, I just love being young. The Black History concerts, the Black History plays, the Black History talent shows, the Black History movies, the Black History facts. Just being in grade school, having that, that's one of the best things um, about going to historically black high school was that it allowed us to be unapologetically black opposed to you know, some of the people that I know that went to schools in other districts that was predominantly white had to fight for just the recognition of Black History Month, which was crazy to me. Um, but Black History Month, for me, it allows me to really focus and, and enjoy sharing these 28 to 29 days of individuals that are allowing themselves to to wake up to the magnificent things that we have done and every day is is a part of history i'm not as intentional as i used to be um but i always figure out different things new things with history things that's going on now that will impact and become history um years from now and and more importantly just figuring out how can i impact the world how can i be as important as these individuals that I look up to and that I read and idolize and, and that are being remembered decades and centuries after their death. So that's, that's what black history means to me. How can I, you know, maximize this 28 to 29 days of helping a, a, a black person now be the history of, of our future. Right. Um, man, some black influential people that stick out to me the most in my life, Muhammad Lee, Malcolm X, Larry Hughes. And they're like, oh, you say Larry Hughes, man. I ain't seen that many basketball players make it to, to the league, right? Like, I didn't. Darius Miles, out of high school. Langston Hughes. Made me want to be a poet for a while. I was I was a rapper, <laughs> but made me want to be a poet. Uh, let me know that poetry is cool. Tupac, Biggie, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, man, Red Fox, Duke Ellington, man, it's just Barack Obama, Legend Living, Jay Z. Man, I can go on and on with just so many people that have impacted me. Chadwick. Like so many different people have impacted me. My mom, my grandmother, my aunt, my cousin, God uncles. So many people have impacted me. And, and use this month to learn something about our history, as well as your family history, as well as what impacts you. 
And how can you impact black culture? I do want to spend this time to to say RP to one of the GOATs, uh, Cicely Tyson. And just looking at her grow, age, still acting from like, she's seen a lot. 96. Like she was acting when when black people acting on the big screen wasn't cool. It wasn't safe. It was still discrimination going on. Like you can you can help people make a billion dollars and still get no respect. And she lived through all of that. She was able to see civil rights. She was able to see Jim Crow. She was able to see the Black Panther movement. She was able to see a black president. She was able to see the first black woman, black and Asian um, woman vice president. She's seen a lot. And although there are still challenges for black people and black women in particular in Hollywood, it's still a lot better than it was when she started. So her being able to be one of the pioneers for Hollywood for black women is important. And again, I'm an advocate for black women regardless. Like I'm going to figure out a way to to throw that in. So we, we just seen a legend transition right before black history month. And hopefully, you know, her story allows other black people to take the time to see why was she so impactful. Yeah, so that's what's popping in Vale's world. Okay. Today's hot topic. I don't answer my phone. I don't answer my phone. So I do not answer my phone all the time. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's just because my phone stays on silent. Not because I'm trying to hide nothing. I'm single as I don't know what. But I just don't. I really don't care that much for my phone. Um, It vibrates when it does. Um, I, again, in order for me to stay focused on task at hand and to do 20% of something in a day to result in 80% of the outcomes that I need. My phone is one of those things. A phone can definitely become a distraction if you allow it. So that's one reason I keep it on vibrate. Uh, so a lot of times I just don't get numbers. Um, another feature that they have is that if a number that that calls not saved in your phone, it's going to automatically send it to voicemail. Uh, so that helps me out as well. Um, I get a lot of spam calls, especially during tax season and things of that nature. And ain't nobody got time for that. So I know they're like, oh, but you're a business owner. If someone calls me about business, they usually leave a business voicemail. So I highly recommend people just start practicing. Like I practice leaving voicemails on family and friends, like their phone. So if I call them, I leave a voicemail mainly because I respect them just like I I respect these people that I do business with. But also, it's just practice for me. And I expect people to like do the same. If it's important, leave a voicemail or shoot me a text message. Um, let me know that it's urgent. Back when they had the pagers, it was like you 
you put in 911 and that's how you know like oh let me make this phone call um so just you know being mindful of that like i i don't not answer people's phone because it's it's not you it's really me like i don't ignore people it's not you it's me like how can i maximize my day how can i make sure that I'm pouring my energy in the right spaces. And then again, I give all phone calls, text messages, and things of that nature on the 24-hour response rule. Like, if you call me, if you text me, and I'm trying to be mindful of, like, what capacity I have to give people a genuine conversation and not just call them just to say, hey, I called you back and don't have no substance with the conversation. Um, so I try to stay away from that. So the best way to get a hold of me is just leave a message, send a text message, and let me know exactly what you want so I know how to prioritize it. So I know what part of, like, my list that I'm going to put this on. Um, some people believe, like, oh, you're supposed to prioritize me because it's me. And it's like, no, I have a thousand things running running in my brain as well as a thousand things to do. And then sometimes when I'm done with the day, I'm tired, so I don't, I don't have the energy for all that. Um, so that's one reason. Uh, I give people the code if you're in trouble or whatnot. Just call me twice, and then I'll call back. So if you're calling me, if you lost your phone and and you want to get in contact with me, just call twice back-to-back. And if I can, if I can catch the, the phone ringing before Apple s- silence it, um, I'll make sure that I answer. Oh, I'll be busy, y'all. Oh, I'll be busy. So, yeah, that's a, a huge part why I just don't answer the phone. I'll be busy. And then when I'm not busy, it's like I'm doing something to get my mind off being busy. <laughs> or I'm just tired and getting ready to go to sleep. And I, I definitely don't play about my sleep. Anyone that knows me, they know I don't play about my sleep. I'm going to sleep. And, and, and that's that. Just knowing the importance of sleep. I think I talked about that in a previous episode about the importance of just sleeping. And when I thought, especially in undergrad, I thought that being up all night was the thing. And as I get older, I found out that sleeping is the thing and waking up early is really the boss type. <laughs> That's what bosses do. Uh, so that that change of thought. So I'll, I'll be sleepy, man. And I feel like it's selfish if you get upset with me because I want to rest. Uh, just because you want to hear my voice and or like talk about something like, can a conversation wait? If it's important, if it's urgent, I get it. But if it's a conversation that can wait, like, leave me alone. Um, I also rather FaceTime. I think it's more personable. Uh, just being able to see people's face, uh, see people's reactions and things of that nature. COVID allowed FaceTiming and any, like, video conference or chatting system to to mean something like mean a lot more prior to this i was always a facetime like i facetime folks like a regular phone call oh you ain't telling me to get ready and i ain't got to get ready it's me i ain't on all that i just want to have a conversation with you and make it feel a little more natural Uh, social interactions are definitely important for humans and if you isolate a human from social interactions um anybody can go crazy right solitary confinement like anybody can go crazy and sometimes like talking is just not enough to interact and kind of grow and then we have all these different ways of communicating so let's switch it up sometimes i leave some voice messages sometimes i leave a message with my my memoji 
sometimes do a little video message, like do something to switch it up. Uh, pictures, like our mind is a wonderful thing. And if you continue to do the same thing, it'll just become conditioned for that and it won't, it won't grow. So that's, that's my take on that. Uh, talking on the phone takes away time from something else. Uh, so one of the things I've learned in the recent <laughs> years was that it wasn't that I didn't like talking on the phone completely. I didn't like holding the phone to my ear. So when I got my first pair of AirPods, that's when I figured out. So I got AirPods for the first time like two years ago. And I realized the hands-free approach was a better method of me communicating because I'm allowed to continue to use my hands. Uh, I can talk on the phone. I can edit as best as I can. Um, I can drive. I can hear. I can be heard. All those things are important to me, making sure that the quality um, of the of the conversation, not just saying like the substance of the conversation, but the quality of the conversation is up to par. Because uh, that's annoying as well when it's not. And yeah, that was that was really it, man. It's taking away from time. So if I can figure out what type of conversations need, um, how much of that conversation needs my attention, it is good. Although we think we can multitask, a lot of times we can't. Something is really taking a huge L. And in most cases, both of the things that you're trying to do. So if I'm like editing and talking on the phone, of course I'm getting something done, but I'm not getting it done as efficiently as I would if I was just to say, hold on, I'll call you back. Let me knock this out. Or I'm just going to give a pause, take a little break from this video, all these photos that I need to edit and focus on this conversation. And it'll get done a lot quicker, right? So those things important. People that usually call me, especially from like home, they always asking for something. <laughs> and like no one really call and ask me like how I'm doing and ask me what I need. They always asking for something. And, and sometimes that can become draining. So just figuring out how much of myself that I can give people in this moment. And sometimes it might not be the day they get at me. It might be the next day. It might be two days later. It might be the next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving myself, pouring myself into others so much. Um, so that's why I've been better with figuring out who are the individuals that, I've re that really deserve me and deserve to be poured into uh, consistently. I found myself trying to pour into everybody and then I was leaving the people that that show up for me short. Uh, so this year I'm being real intentional with my relationships, really pouring heavily into the ones that that are worth it in a sense and figuring out ways I can still show up for people that that's not necessarily in a position or have the ability to show up for me, but just managing that relationship a lot better. My, you know, managing my expectations, managing uh, my anxiety. And when I feel like I need to respond to everybody and help everybody and be there for everybody, uh, which is, it's been draining. Uh, or sometimes people just have bad news. Like when I see some numbers on my phone, it's just like, dang, like who died? Uh, who in a hospital? Things of that nature. And just depending on my day, sometimes I don't have the capacity for that. Like, I I really don't. Um, and the biggest thing, I'm a, I'm a loner. So I love my space. <laughs> like, I love my space. It's not y'all. Like, I don't talk to nobody every day. Um, like, literally, my last girlfriend, like, 
we talked every day because she had a key to the crib. And but we didn't talk all day. Like I, I'm not the type of person to talk on the phone with my significant other all day and then try to have a conversation once I get there. Like, no, I have nothing to talk about because we literally talked the entire day. So we having lunch or we having dinner and you want to have a conversation. It's like, I don't know what to talk about because you already know what my day has been. You already know what I've been through. So now I just want to go to sleep <laughs> instead of allowing me and then allowing her to go through her entire day. And when we sit down at the end of the day, being able to really debrief, summarize and, you know, decompress, that's that's important to me, uh, but for the most part, I'm, I'm a loner. I like I like my space. So if you don't talk to me for a day, two days, three days, three months, a year, it's not necessarily because I don't like you, or it's, it's definitely not because I hate you. And again, it's it's probably not you. It's just my day, my day to day operations are just differently. Like I, I will think that, you know, me not talking to you, I will assume that you are just as busy as me and I won't necessarily think like, oh, you hate me. <laughs> now, if you just start ignoring me and all this other weird stuff, then it's like, oh, maybe there is an issue that I'm not aware of. And how can, and how can we talk about it and figure out what's really going on? But other than that, like, no, nah, like, I again, I got to prioritize my day. I got to figure out what 20% of what what 20% that I can do that's going to allow me to get 80% of the outcome that I desire. And that's with everything, with relationships, with work, with tasks. Huh, it's, it's crazy. And then just the automating and, and the optimizing part. So I do wake up in the morning. I try to spend that time. First thing I do, respond to emails, text messages, uh, look and see if there's any calls that I miss. Uh, shoot them a text message if it's too early. Uh, start returning those calls. Like I do that in the beginning of the day. Go on Facebook, make sure there's no messages. I mean, all my social media site. Make sure there's no messages with red flags that I kind of need to respond to. That's urgent. Um, see what news outlets. See what's popping in a day. What's really going on. As a business owner, I like to be involved in the government affairs uh, because they do impact small businesses. On the community leadership, just seeing what leadership. Um, is involved, uh, what's really going on with life. Like I like to do all that stuff in the morning before I get my day started. As well, if I meet some people, I have some great talking points uh, throughout the day with, you know, to add conversation. Uh, so that's how my my life is. Um, that's why I don't answer the phone. Trust me, it's not y'all. Please don't take it personal. It's not you. It's me. Like I'm serious. Um, and I'm quite sure there's other people that just don't like answering the phone for some of these reasons. And I'm quite sure that it's people that feel like, oh, I'm important. And that if you love me, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm entitled to you answering the phone. And they think all of this is some BS, which is perfectly fine as well. But feel free to let me know your thoughts uh, on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Vail's World Podcast. And if you really want to go toe-to-toe with, with the Don, feel free to shoot me an email, Podcast at ldmonger.com, and we can get you on the show, and we can talk We can talk about this. Like, figure out, like, what, what is talking to someone too much looks like and what does talking to someone um, not enough, what does that look like, right? 
Again, this is Vail's World Podcast. See y'all next week. Thank you all for showing up again and again and again. Um, I'm still learning how to be a podcaster. <laughs> so let me know y'all thoughts. Give me some feedback. Um, share if you like this. Subscribe. Every download counts. My numbers kind of dipped a little bit, but all my numbers kind of dip a little bit and go up. We have over 20,000. I said 20,000. Oh, God. We have over 2,000 downloads right now for all the episodes. So that is a blessing, and we could not do that without you all. Um, be on the lookout. New website, merchandise. Oh, man, I've been doing a lot, man. Um about to really take a, a huge step into the startup business and leadership coaching and consulting. So that's going to be a huge wave. Been working on the website. It's it's about to be beautiful, man. Again, thank y'all for showing up. Subscribe, support, tell a friend, tell a friend. And let's keep it going. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.